This week on Nintendo Main, is there full frontal nudity on the Switch now? And Pac-Man goes chasing ghost trains again. The shadow remains cast. We got Switch dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Nintendo Main. This is episode 110. We are your hosts. I'm Trey, finally be darker side Johnson. I'm Jeremy, 480i, Super Mario Sunshine, Mikowski. I'm John, probably should get a new game sometime, Knitter. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait, you don't have any new games? No new games to report this week. Big surprise. I don't think you've bought one. I don't think you've bought one since last year, since, uh, <laughs> since the 2017 list of games. Yeah, I don't remember what was the last one. Yeah. Might have been... Around Christmas time. Rocket League. Rocket League. I can talk about that again if you want me to. No. Is that the last game you bought? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, it was Oxenfree the last game you bought. Might have been Oxenfree or, or Mom Hid My Game. One of those. It's oh. been a long time. So, yeah. Well, last game I you get? You didn't get Night in the Woods or Through the Woods or wherever it's called. I didn't get no. that one. No, no, no. Last game I got was, was uh, Outlast, but we'll talk about that in the second half of the show. I thought about getting Pac-Man. My that trouble is that too. I'm at the point now where my memory is full. Oh, yeah. Uh, so if I want to get a new one like that, I, I have to Can get clean, a new memory the fridge. card. So that would be what I would spend the money on next. Yeah, you got to delete something at, don't play. Got to clean the fridge, man. I could, but, you know, the <laughs> fridge is not that big to begin with, with the onboard memory of the of the, the Switch. So yeah. I, I just got to get a new card. I've been, running out of, I've been running out of space for my 200 gig card, so... I'm at the point of deleting games because I don't want to buy a 400 gig card because I'm like, yeah. Well, I mean, I have like 30 gigs left and a 200 gig card, but I'm just like, I'll just cut some of them. But anyway, this is your Nintendo. Uh, this is your first place for Nintendo news and fun stuff that people say about Nintendo and gameplay and all that stuff. Nintendo main. We're here to tell you all fun, all that fun stuff. But uh, let's talk about the news. Well, let's talk about personal news. What we all want to know about, what Jeremy said in his intro, is uh, you got your cable, right? I Bye. finally got it. Now, Lord. it's not so much a cable. Although, to be fair, the guy's business is Zelda Pro Cable. I thought you said his name last week. It was like Zelda something. Yeah, it's right here. It's Zelda X Pro. But yeah, the name of his company that he's chosen to probably file taxes or whatever off of what he makes off of this. Yeah. Is a uh, is is cable company, but it's a uh, it's a very small device. It's probably about the size of I'd say like a box of raisins, like like that you would have had as a kid in your lunch. It's a very small, little tiny thing, and it just plugs into the digital video out on the back of the original model of the GameCube, mm. and it works like a charm. Like uh, one thing I didn't know at first, uh, so the first game I booted up which just happened to already be in my GameCube, was uh, Twin Snakes. Yeah. So I booted that up, and I was looking at it, and I'm like, oh, well, that looks cool, but it doesn't look great. And then I looked at the uh, little instruction sheet that came with the adapter, and it said, you have to boot it up in progressive scan mode. And yeah, to do that, you have to hold down the B button yeah. on the GameCube. So I did that, and it looked so good. Like My comparison being the actual like menu, where you like set the options menu. 
like the text was a lot clearer and easier to read mm-hmm. once I did that. So, um, yeah, so I put it in progressive scan mode and it looked beautiful. And so I tried a few different games out. I went straight to Mario Sunshine after that because I haven't, I've never seen that in HD before, uh, you know, on my own. And it looked pretty good. I mean, it's still like pixelated. It doesn't upscale it. Those robo ducks look really robo. I was just looking at those ugly ass piantas and shooting water <laughs> yeah. at their faces. Yeah, their giant penis noses look like so. They so look great, like so way much greater in HD. I, I'll tell you that much. Is it? And that has progressive scan too, right? The Sorry Mario Sunshine does. Yeah, it does. And one game that surprised me that has it is Monkey Ball Two. That was the next one I booted up and. Mm-hmm. Went right into progressive scan mode, and it looks incredible. I was playing a uh, monkey pool or monkey billiards. Oh I yeah, forgot, I forgot how fun that game is. And yeah, so I played that for like half an hour today in HD, just like marveling at how good it looked and mm-hmm. how fun how fun that game still is. Like I was having a good time with it. So yeah, I love it. I'm gonna put some video up of maybe Monkey Ball Two, or maybe I'll just go through and show like some clips from a few different games. I thought about doing like a a comparison scan of like the two so you could see the difference, but I kind of don't want to do that because that's been done a lot on YouTube already. Sure. Um, well, but not for your particular product. It's mostly that Eon thing. Right. So I might, I don't know. I might give it a try. What's kind of cool is that other product uh, hooks into both jacks at once and it may, it may be for stability. It may be to hijack the audio from the standard AV, whatever the AV one, the yeah. other one. Yeah. But uh, with this one, I can actually run the HD and the other one out so I can record two video signals at once with it. And then I could put those side by side really easily. Oh, okay. Because they'd be recorded simultaneously. But you can't actually send out... The, well, I guess you'd have... One of the videos that I saw said that you had to... On the original one, if you had an original component cable, you had to send out video for that and also get audio from the other... From the regular plug at the same time yeah. to get the audio or whatever. So if that were the case, then they would have both been being used at the same time. Because I was surprised because I didn't think, I mean, I don't know, I've never tried it. Like, But I figured like PlayStation 3 that has like the two inputs, I figured that you couldn't use them both at the same time. But I've never really tried it, so I don't know. This is what I've heard. I haven't tried it yet. But in the original video I watched that made me buy this, the, the Metal Jesus Rocks guy ran the signal out simultaneously. Well, he was using two different Elgatos, but I think I can do it through my... I think I can do it through OBS because you can have multiple video signals. Yeah. I think I could actually just do it straight through, have one going through my USB port and one through my Elgato. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna, I think I'm going to try that just to show the difference, but it looks really good and uh, I'm happy with it so far. I don't even know, like, I feel like I got a new system. Yeah. You know, my, my GameCube feels new to me. Um, one of the games I really want to go back to are the Bait and Kados games because yeah. they had really, like, they were really hard to, it was really hard to read some of the print on the cards and stuff in that game because of the resolution. And it had a lot of pre-rendered backgrounds. So if it was zoomed really far out, it was hard to make out what the hell was going on. And so I want to try it and see if it looks a whole lot better in HD. And it might be a more enjoyable game. Mm-hmm. Do you have the Resident Evil remake? I, w- I would like to see I that. I do. RE4 yeah. or RE1? The one. Yeah, I have it. I do have it. I will show it if I think to. But they've done a remake of that game. They've done a remake of that remake in HD. Yeah. So that's already right. happened. So mostly but I've been trying to look Switch. at games that I have not seen in HD yet. So like Mario oh, Sunshine, yep. uh, Metal Gear Solid, Twin Snakes, and I think that the RPGs. I want to try Tales of Symphonia. I want to see what that looks like. Of course, once again, like I wanted to check out Wind Waker, but we've seen that in HD on the, on the Wii U already. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
They can make for an interesting comparison, though. How does it actually stack up to a proper remaster or whatever on yeah. Wii U versus the GameCube? You could do a side by side thing. That'd be fascinating. Uh-huh. A side by side by side. Mm-hmm. You do all. Of How them. much did the adapter cost? It was a hundred bones, like right at it. You just charge okay. hundred bucks, and uh, I think with taxes and shipping, it was like one twelve. So it was it was not cheap. The other one that's on the market costs like 150, I think. Oh. So yeah. this one, this version's cheaper, and some say it's superior. I don't know. I I haven't tried both. I haven't. I really know. But you should I buy like the other so. one and, and record them both at the same time. <laughs> get another, yeah, I'll buy get, the other one. And, get another GameCube. Get another Elgato. Get another computer, and just have them all running. I mean, you got money. Well, here's for, you the got other the money thing for I'm that. gonna do. I'm gonna buy one of the HD Super Nintendos. I'm gonna run a Game Boy game through. <laughs> the Super Game Boy through the HD Super Nintendo. Yeah. I'm also going to run it through the GameCube through the Game Boy Player through the HD adapter. Yeah. Then I'm also going to have the other GameCube yeah. with another Game Boy Player running it just straight through the component. Yeah. And we can see which one's better. It'll be a race to the finish or a race yeah. to the best looking HD thing there is. Yeah, have you tried any of the Game Boy Advance games yet? No, I haven't. Player? I'm excited to. Yeah. I haven't yet. Yeah, that'll, that'll be, I'll be interesting to see that. Because that'll definitely uh, those look good, and that's the only way you can make those look good is through that particular attachment. For yep. the Because the because um, you couldn't do it any other way, like through any component in a different system or anything like that. Unless you got that expensive ass component cable for the GameCube. Yeah, unless you got that. Which I wish I would. If I could go back in time, I'd tell myself to buy that thing. But but after I did heard, did you see it? No, I mean it was available. I just didn't get it because I never didn't, didn't have an HD TV or never saw one before. You know, I didn't really think that it was going to be like a hot commodity. You you could order it. You ordered it directly from Nintendo. You know, like, I remember going to. Uh, I think we went to Kentucky. Did and, they uh, did they have it? They had no. They had an HD TV. That's the first time I saw. Oh yeah, on yeah, HD they TV. did. Because they were talking about how like uh, the screen burning happens no matter what. Yeah, they... so like we were playing on that giant HD TV. It looked really good, but yeah, there's like burn in. There's a little bit of burn in on the edges still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they were trying to move the. I remember they were like trying to zoom it in and like move some of the stuff around. Because weren't we playing like Super Mario All Stars at one point? And he's like, I gotta move it forever. And yeah, like, we were playing yeah. emulators through the TV. I don't think we were playing on actual like oh. native consoles. Yeah, yeah. Because when we play, we played the. Simpsons game, the Simpsons arcade. Oh no, that was yeah, that was the Maine. second. That was the second time we stayed when we stayed with Brian. Oh okay, but uh, which he lives here now in Chicago. I could probably get him on the show. He owns a right, he, he, he owns like a Japanese toy toy store like down the street from me. But uh, there was a time we went before where they had it on a different HDTV, but that was a different house. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I forgot about that because we played uh, Resident Evil Zero on that TV. So <laughs> you know, we had that. We got to see that in HD. Which I didn't even think about it back then i was more about like playing the game because we never played the game before but you could do that you should do a you need to do a video of like the dance between the two characters that you did when you would like have them talk to each other and all that just do a whole video just be, it'll be like a whole story of uh claire and whatever whatever his name is randy billy yeah. i think right <laughs> i don't know I just yeah made it is billy i just i just named made up a hick name for him <laughs> i just called him randy but uh yeah billy you know, bob yeah, Billy Bob, uh, just do some sort of long, uh, do a do a sh- like one act play with both of them on the screen and just have them walking, walking back and forth talking to each other. I'll get you a thousand hits at least, right? I'll watch it. That's all you need. Whatever, whatever the YouTube Grammys are or the YouTube uh, Emmys, the, the Emmys, all over. <laughs> yeah, not the Grammys, the Emmys or the the U Tammys, whatever, whatever the they U-Tammies, are. The U Tammys, the Tammy Wynettes. Yeah, you could make it a musical, then you'd win a YouTube Grammy. 
Yeah, yeah. The only person that had that was uh, Chocolate Rain. He 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 had the he had a Grammy. Hold on, <laughs> yeah. move away from the mic to breathe. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh super off topic of uh, YouTube. There was uh, we were going to talk about news, weren't we? That was that was our plan. Talking yeah, about Nintendo talking about news. news. We were talking about stuff we bought. Yeah, that's all I. Well, I would. I was gonna, this week. I was going to say like for gameplay stuff. I was going to do that for the second half of the show because we didn't really have a topic yet. I did buy another Game Boy. Um, SP AGS 101. But you didn't buy that more portable one, the micro? No, I bought this one. It was 40 It was really cheap, so I had to buy it. And it had a scratch screen, so I it really I just had to replace the screen, which I already had an extra one. Like a, it's not the screen itself, but the lens that goes over the top of it. I just had to replace that. Oh, okay. So, it took so like you totally half. off this Game Boy Micro? It was still there. I picked it up and looked at it. But I mean, I, I have to get one eventually, like to have all the Game Boys, I need one. I'm not like going for special editions either. I'm not even going to try. I just want one of each edition of the Game Boy. So I need a Play It Loud one still. I don't have one of those. And I need a Game Boy Micro. Yeah. I think I have them all. Of the Game Boys, I don't have all the DSs yet. Mm-hmm. I don't have the DS... I? I know you have an I, right? Yeah, I have a DSi. I have a DSi, I have a DSi XL... I have a regular DS, I have a DS Lite. I guess I, I don't have a 3DS XL yet. Yeah, or a new 3DS XL, like either of them. Yeah, or, yeah, I don't have any of those new 3DSs. Man, I still have a shit ton of shit to buy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I read this article. Um, do I still have it? I thought I had it pulled up, but I don't. We can talk about your, your cat's problem. The been licking itself for like 15 minutes straight now. Oh, that cat. It's a skin disease. Um, so... <laughs> I guess at the University of Freiburg in Germany, some people set an AI. Uh, it's called a, I think it's called a client. That's what you call like an AI bot or whatever, or an agent. It's an agent. It's called an AI agent, and they set they set it to uh, to learn how to play Qbert. But it's the Qbert that was on one of the Atari home systems. I don't think it's the original um, arcade version. Arcade. But so they set the AI to beating that and the AI played for a while. And I think it was a case of, you know, like trial and error where it learned how to play slowly machine learning or whatever they call it. But eventually, like they came back and they looked and the score was really, really high and the computer was only on the second level. Well, it turns out that it found a bug in the game where if it purposefully like killed itself a couple of times in a row and then jumped around like on these tiles in a seemingly random way. All that, all of them would start flashing, and then it could just jump back and forth, and the score would just start skyrocketing. So the computer, the AI, saw the way that when the game is getting a high score, which is true for old arcade games. Yeah, humans see like we want to get like as far as we can in the levels while getting the high score. Well, this computer program was just like, I'll just get all these points in the second world because I can. So that's really interesting. Like, and it was a, it's a glitch that hadn't been discovered before, but the AI program found it, or you know, it hadn't been documented as being found before. So it's really interesting. Um, I saw the article on TheVerge.com, so maybe look that article up and check it out for yourself. There's a video that shows what the what it does, and it's fascinating because it it really it just looks like it's randomly hopping around, but something about those random movements is actually triggering the glitch in the code that breaks the game so so it knocked poor doris's uh, score like out now like she doesn't have the highest cubert score anymore well see i think hers was in uh <laughs> the uh, arcade version oh okay i was gonna say she she died like 10 years ago so i mean 
Is that the poor little old lady from the <laughs> yeah, maybe, from maybe this Kong. Is her, yeah, Doris. Maybe this AI is her. Maybe it's like her consciousness. <laughs> she's been reincarnated. She's yeah. joined That's the Matrix. AI can, she's she's a, like, God damn it, you put Cuba. me in the wrong version of the game. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah, she's uh she's become one with uh the Matrix or the internet or you know, what what happens at the end of most uh cyberpunk stories? Yeah. Main character dies and puts its consciousness into the internet. That's basically what happened to her. Well, like at the end of powder. <laughs> I thought he became one with the world, or like with the uh, with the world with the wide rain, web, with the rain cloud. <laughs> I didn't think he went into uh, the internet. Did he go into the internet? What they knew of the internet? Yeah. Well, I mean, in the there's an X Files episode that's a total cyberpunk episode, and that's what happens is like the person that they're looking for, he basically puts his consciousness into the internet and lives on, lives forever mm-hmm. on knowledge and you know and really bad ads and all sorts of quizzes about what member of the. Uh, Game of Thrones, you are, what character you are, and all that other dumb shit that's on the internet. Mm-hmm. And us, listen to us, NintendoMadePodcast.com. Yeah, no, that's crazy. That the I, I know that they're getting, I thought I saw something about a artificial intelligence, like, that was taught to play Mario 64, stuff like that, so. I mean, once they, right. learn, once they learn to play games, they're going to come after us. It's going to be Skynet. Well, you know, like, we used to think, like, you know, our brains automatically jump to that point where, like, the weaponized robots are killing us off, because, you know, they don't need us anymore. They can make more robots to build more of themselves and all that shit. We're skipping all the parts where they take over our Twitch streams and our speed runs. <laughs> and they ruin our YouTube and Twitch careers. Yeah. And they really like break us down morally before they even start shooting us. They, they, they really hammer it home. <laughs> they, they're yeah. Just like, just like, you know, well, you, you sped run this in whatever time, but I can do it in two minutes. So fuck you. Yeah. You and know, well, 64, if you just jump backwards at the beginning, you win. No one ever tried that before. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. And nobody ever did. You have, you have to like jump backwards and it like you go through time and somehow you go forward and backwards at the same time. It's crazy. And all of a sudden you end up with 100 stars and Bowser's defeated. Did you see that Peter Molyneux has, has a game coming out for Switch? Mr. Yeah. Fucking uh, Fable. I just saw that, yep. Yeah, Trail, the Frontier Channel. It's already out, isn't it? Is it? I didn't even see it. I heard that it was out today it was a surprise launch. Oh, no. Well, what what came out today? Well, what came out yesterday? Was the game that I made that I purchased for the week? Uh, yeah, Outlast. I didn't Outlast. see it. I looked on the eShop. But too. no, it's not. It's it not, might be on there now. It's not on the eShop. I looked at it before. The only like recent release I saw was a Portal. That that Portal Bridge game is on there now. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, I know Jeremy wants to buy that because he really loves bridge games. I want to. I mean, I want to try it for sure. I, I like thought Portal about getting. Enough. It. I want to try that. The thing is, like when I saw it's only, that it was it's a, only fifteen a port of a mobile game. I thought I don't know. Like I know we need to support the Switch and buy games on the Switch, but if I can get this on my phone for like ninety nine cents or free, maybe I'll play it that way instead. Yeah, I was gonna say you could totally get this, John. It's only one hundred and fifty eight megabytes. <laughs> I think you can fit it on your system. That's like exactly. How much is it? It's it's fifteen dollars. It's it's fourteen ninety nine. It's the prime like indie price. It I, is. I don't know it's how a good uh, price. It's yeah. just that I might want to play it elsewhere if it's cheaper. Yeah, you know. Well, it depends on it depends on what kind of game it is because I don't really necessarily mind certain like mobile games being on there, like stuff that maybe I played and I wish I had a controller for. I feel like uh, having a controller to play games like that is like super important to me, and I think that's a cool thing because you yeah. know you you played games on your phone before that you thought like especially the ones that have like the the control pad that's on the touchscreen. Or like buttons that are on the touchscreen, I'd always, I always like want that to not be there, and I want nope. to just play with a regular controller. And I think it's worth that, worth the extra amount of however much to, um, to get that. 
You know, and some versions are better on whatever, depending. I don't know. I know, like, Darkest Dungeon, like, that's a mobile game. And you could get it cheaper on mobile, but you don't get all the DLC and all that shit. Like, that's on the Switch. Right. So, it says I mean, there is, it's like, It's $4.99 on the Google Store. And I don't know. I don't I mean, I don't know exactly what yeah. that means. But Yeah, I don't know. No, it, it may very well be a great game that is better on the Switch. So Yeah, and that is, well, that is, like, a, hopefully it doesn't. It did get good review. Like it's gotten good reviews across the board that I've seen. And there's no like weird. You can, it's no like weird playing way. I just don't want you to the same thing to happen to you like the other bridge game. You know, with the weird pointer. Well, that that's why. Really I mean, that was a yeah. big reason why I didn't buy it. I almost got it today, and yeah. that's one thing that threw me off. That, and I'm distracted by GameCube right now. Well, now you have all this GameCube stuff. Have you? Have you? You haven't gotten a TV yet, then yet, John, for your old games? No, I haven't got one yet. I was. So. Yeah, I was wondering if you had a. Uh, if you had done that or not? No, not yet. I'll think about it pretty soon. I mean, there if you if you don't get like a 4K TV or like just like a regular HD, they're pretty cheap. You know, if you're looking, I mean, I'm, I'm sure just like go on Craigslist and see what what's there. Yeah, I'm sure like you're, uh, you know, you got to do the move and all that, but you can get one for not bad. You know, you can probably get a nice one for a hundred bucks or less. I don't know. They're just a lot cheaper now. If you're not if you're not going for like the top of the line 4K thing, you know. I think so. I might I might also just uh, wait till I get it. Uh, and- another place right now i, I kind of want to concentrate and switch is enough sure. of a distraction to me oh yeah i have uh, other projects and stuff i'm working on mm-hmm. so i can't imagine if i have all my systems out that might just be too much <laughs> you won't know what to do yeah yeah It'd be yeah fun, i mean though. i figured there's probably a deliberate edge to you not having a tv you would have one by now if you wanted one exactly if you yeah. really wanted one yeah. yeah or you'd have like two or three like i have <laughs> you know, you have a bunch, <laughs> bunch of TVs. I guess, like, we probably have like six, maybe more than that, in the whole house. I don't know. There's a lot. We have a lot of TVs. I mean, I have two TVs and a computer monitor, which is basically a TV. So yeah, uh, and I'm just by myself in one house. So yeah, it can get out of control pretty fast. Yeah, I like all my TVs though. I think they're all. I think they're I all do great. too. They're totally. I great. bought a second box because of that, so I could just switch my switch around that is pretty awesome though i like the whole uh i like the whole idea of being able to use any switch in any dock too that's that's super cool like when you i was like yeah, when I you was were totally over and you just like, put your switch in the dock and boom yeah. you got on the tv were you talking about that last week where you were like playing the same game but you were using your own switch and... oh no we were talking about that uh video the the laser time video where they like recorded themselves uh doing a race through darker side but they mm-hmm. just would switch their switches we're like, this is my Switch, and this is, and they had different Mario costumes on, so you know, like, who's playing what. But yeah, you could just alternate a stream like that with two different Switches, which is cool. That is cool. Yeah, totally rad. Um, yeah, so that Peter Malinue game, I don't know why it's not out yet, but it's definitely not out. Because the only other game I saw was that, uh, I, yeah, I just saw that, the Portal Bridge game. And isn't that one game supposed to come out today or tomorrow? The um, one based on the Mayan, the 3D Mayan platformer or whatever? Yeah, Mulaka comes out tomorrow. I'm still, I'm probably going to end up getting it just because last week I said I was going to get it to play. Oh, I'm it, getting it. To play it on, to play it online. Uh, air hockey. Yeah. yeah. The only thing new that I saw is a uh, payday air, air hockey. <laughs> this air hockey game looks bad. Uh, air hockey payday two portal and, and outlast, which came out so secretly on Tuesday. That was kind of crazy. That one like just popped out of nowhere. And, uh, there's a funny thing in the outlast game. I mean, there's a lot of funny things in the outlast game, which we'll talk about later, but, uh, there's like an option to go like at the bottom of the title screen it says buy Outlast Two and Outlast Two isn't out yet. And I was like, I wonder what happens mm. if you click on that. And I click on it and I just get stuck in this endless loading of the of the eShop. It just won't <laughs> it'll won't just load. It'll just keep doing the swipe thing back and forth forever. 
That's basically what happens. So you get stuck in the forever. Yeah. But it's supposed to come out. It's supposed to come out the twenty seventh, right after the cutoff for the Wii Shop points. Which I mentioned that to John too, because I know that you have a Wii, and I've been trying to figure that in that into my budget because I thought it was going to be this week, and I'm like, oh shit, like I need to drop like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what games I want to get, but I thought about just like putting fifty bucks on there or something in case there's something that I want to get. Yeah. later that i found out about there's actually a couple lists like uh jeremy Parrish did a list of uh, stuff that you can find on retronauts like uh, oh cool like the, probably the most expensive like we wear virtual console stuff that are on there and i found Rondo a couple Blood. other yeah Rondo buds on there of course but there's like a bunch of other stuff too that's like stuff that you know would cost you a lot like uh like dynasty kid or whatever it is uh, no dynasty hero which is another version's uh version of uh the Wonder Boy, I think, the Dragon Strap and all that, which I didn't get that one. I think I got the Genesis version, but there was one version that came out like multiple times. But uh, Wonder Boy, what is it? Wonder Boy Four, the one with the girl on it, or the Wonder Girl, or Monster World Four, whatever it's called. That's like a hard one to get that you can get on there that I, that I'm definitely gonna get. But yeah, I thought about just like putting some money on there, like before the cutoff gets, and then just you know downloading everything on there because who knows? Like some of those games might never come out on anything else, especially we some of those We could do an old... episode on like. The Wii games you have to have yeah. before they're gone. Well, I got to get that uh, Moto Heroes. I wanted to get that one. It's pretty good. Which, if you listen to if you listen to the WRAT radio, there's a Moto Heroes song on there. Oh, nice. Put that on there for you, man. I try to I try to put songs on for everyone. Everyone gets a song. Everyone I know who knows that, that I know they like a weird thing, I put it on there. <laughs> That's how most of my WRT radio episodes work. But uh, there was the, uh, a... the Peter Molyneux game is out in Europe. Okay. That's... Yeah. What I was reading. Yeah, I think it's definitely not out here. And I don't think it's... Is it on the coming soon yet? I do not have my Switch with me. Where is it? In the other room? It's in the other dock. Uh, yeah, no, like, all it's showing... I, I don't see it on there yet. It's showing... Uh, there's a bunch of... Uh, here, hold on. I just want to... <laughs> I just want to read... There, there's like a major... There, there's a whole lot of crap coming out again. So, so tomorrow we have Mulaka. We have mm-hmm. a normal lost phone... Or who is Sam? Normal it could be lost either. phone? A normal lost phone. A normal lost is phone is what it's called. You have just found a phone. This is what it says. You have just found a phone. Now find out the truth. <laughs> <laughs> it's a game about exploring the intimacy of an unknown person whose phone was found by the player. That might be that interesting. It's, it's only a six. It's only a six dollar game, and it's like that sounds like it was definitely a phone game. Look yeah, at their new lost phone. Yeah. So Mulaka, normal lost phone, the packet queen, hashtag little triangle detention. Paper Wars, Cannon Fodder, A Whole New World, but not Aladdin. The Aladdin um, game. Damascus Gear Operation Tokyo. Wow. Subsurface Circular, Poison Thud Card, or Poisoft Thud Card, makes even less sense. Guilt Battle Arena, and Totes the Goat. Totes the Goats. Is what's coming out tomorrow. That's uh, And not even to mention, there's a, I know there's a Neo Geo game. Was it Sen, Sengoku 2? It's the sequel to that really weird... Uh, arcade one that they had on there before where you change into different beings like depending on what marbles you collect it's a really weird ass game like i have it for uh i have it for the snk volume one game for wii and i played it and i thought it was incredibly bizarre and had a hard time figuring out what was going on but the sequel to that's coming out so if you want a really bizarre beat-em-up arcade game that'll be out tomorrow same sort of thing you know eight dollars Probably only like 100 megs or something like that. I'd say Mulak is like a top of my Z- radar. Sengoku. But yeah, I think, I mean, pick of the week definitely for me is uh, as Outlast, I guess, until I play Mulaka. We'll see if that one's better. But yeah, definitely both of those were stuff I had my eye on. Outlast was just like out of nowhere. I just couldn't, 
I mean, makes it extra scary, right? That kind of was a surprise up. release, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, here, here it is. Like no fanfare whatsoever, just like boom on on the eShop. What I saw on the subreddit, I think it was yesterday, right when it came out, it was like it came out. On okay, Tuesday. yeah, on Tuesday it said uh, Outlast is coming to the Switch, and I saw that article, and then like a couple spots below it, it said Outlast is out now on the Switch. Like yeah, <laughs> so it, people had found out about it and then released the same day. Yeah, I, th- I read something. I think I read something on Reddit about that, where it's where it was like, "Oh, it's out," and it was out in Europe, and then it showed up, and then all of a sudden it was out. And I was like, "Okay." How is the game? Well, I mean, I wanted to talk about. I want. I'll talk about it in detail in our second half. In the second half, where we talk about games that we that we played and beat, which I know Jeremy beat one, and I beat like three games. Yeah, yeah. So we'll talk about. And I opened more amiibo. Yeah, we'll talk about that. James Jackson from NBC. That's when I mentioned him. He he put it made like a huge list of all the stuff that was coming out on in uh, March, including, like, the cutoff day. And uh, what was it? In, like, two weeks, we have Kirby Star Allies coming out. So that's, oh, that's the next. Right. That's the big big Nintendo release for March, I guess. Yeah, I'd say so. And uh, Detective Pikachu three is uh, the 23rd of March. And the Amiibo. Yeah, for as far as, like, big big releases go. Outlast 2 is 327. There's a game called iZombie on here, which for a second I thought was Zombie U, and I was like, no way, but it's... Uh, I hope it's not as... I hope letter. I hope that iZombie isn't as bad as the movie iZombie. I don't know if anybody's seen that, but don't ever watch it. It's, uh, it's pretty awful. It's based off the uh, White Zombie song. No, I don't think so. I mean, I'll just... It would, it would make our... I mean, our show is already pretty explicit, but there's a part in it that's pretty That's pretty much... Uh, did you ever watch iZombie with me, Jeremy? I watched it when I was at no, LCC. No, but you told me about it. Mark and it I used of, to... We yeah, watched it was part it. of your like, Halloween marathon one year. Yeah, we watched it, and it was weird. It involves like a very... A horrible uh, incident involving masturbation is basically what happens in the movie. It's almost as good as Castle Freak. That was another weird one. These were all like uh, Fangoria movies, like Fangoria-produced movies. All right, let's let's take a break real quick, and then we'll come back and talk about what we played and uh, another secret topic. Super secret. Let's talk about the elephant in the room for a minute here. So uh, we've we've talked about well, we haven't really talked about it, but we all know that there was some. Uh, there's been some violence going on in the world nowadays, and uh, sometimes people like to point the finger at uh, video games and violence in video games and all that fun stuff. And uh, I thought maybe we could take a moment to talk about that on this on this here podcast. I know there's been uh, some terrible things that happened in Florida and all that, but uh, just what do, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, well, I mean. Uh... Yeah, what, what, what can we already say that hasn't been said already as far as people are talking about all these different solutions and, and things that, that they should they should do, whatever, what, what should we do, how should we react? And there's it's been some ridiculous 
suggestions, such as arming the teachers and everything. But well, that's the worst. Yeah, that's probably the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, more guns is always the best way to solve gun problems. But it's yeah, uh, yeah, it's been a thing for a while. Like it reminds me of an old like trauma joke from like Toxic Avenger Four, where it's like you know where they had like a fake news thing, and it's like uh, they're just making fun of them, like blaming like rap music and video games and violence and movies and all that, and for for that type of thing. And but but in that one, it's more about like oh, well, what about violence in the news? Like they show that all the time, and like what about the ATF and all that stuff? But a lot of other countries have experienced the same stuff that we do. Like they still see the same violent movies, they still play the same violent games, but they have stricter gun laws. So I don't know, maybe that has something to do with it. But I don't want to get I don't want to get super preachy on here. But a lot of people. The thing we want to talk about is that Trump rolled it into the news today. The old argument of violent video games cause violent behavior. Yeah. And the quote that he said was, "I got it right here." Oh (laughs) God. He said, I'm hearing more and more people say the level of violence on video games is really shaping young people's thoughts. Do you think that's always, I'm hearing it from a lot of people or a lot of people are saying, I thought it was going to be, start with that. I thought it was going to be something like, whatever he saw, you know, Fox and friends that morning. Yeah. I I thought he was going to say like, I've heard people talk about these video games. Have you seen those? I've never played one. You know, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't seem like the. If it doesn't, if it doesn't have a cheeseburger popping out of it, he probably won't play it. You know, so he'll play burger. He too. played McKids. He was a big fan of that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, so. So what was he saying that maybe we put a ban on that? And that's been that's been a thing for so long. And I remember like. I always love those old, like the old video footage, like the old news footage when they talk about violence. Then they always mm-hmm. show that same fatality where Kano pulls the heart out. Like they would just they used to play that all the time in the '90s when it's like video game violence. Is it causing things or whatever? They would always it's really show funny that. Funny to look at that old stuff too and be like, they would always, yeah, oh, It's red. It's red squares. Well, it's also kind of <laughs> like, well, that is blood. that thing in particular, you could be like, well, you know, I mean, I was, Mortal Kombat made me want to like burn people with my skull, but I couldn't do it. I tried to rip my face off, but it never worked, you know, or like, have you I ever shouted tried- at some guy across the street, come here. And, you know, nothing came out of my hand and dragged him over. I ripped my friend's <laughs> spine out and I got grounded. <laughs> I was in trouble. I was gonna say, you ever tried to pull a spine out of a person? It's really hard to do. It's it's hard, but it's kind of funny if you do it right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. But no, I, I will say, um, my parents were kind of proponents back in the day of like keeping me away from violent games, so I was kind of sheltered in, in some regards, but yeah. only like for a brief period of time, like Mortal Kombat. Like I really, I don't know. I think it was just when it was like hot in the media and like. It was probably being talked about at church and stuff at the time. And I'm not trying to say my parents just totally follow that. But I think just Mortal Kombat had whipped everyone to a, an hysteria at that point. Yeah, Even Nintendo. So I wasn't allowed. I wasn't allowed to listen to CDs that had parental advisory stickers. And I wasn't allowed to play the games that uh, had blood in them and stuff. So I totally remember like that just making me want all that even more as a kid. So of course. I, w- I was resourceful. And it wasn't, I didn't feel bad like hunting those things down. Maybe I should have morally, but I didn't. And I like played Mortal Kombat whenever I got a chance. I played Primal Rage. I played like the bloody games whenever I could. And I watched Beavis and Butthead at my friend's house. And uh-huh. I borrowed friend CDs and taped them on a tapes if I wanted to listen to them. You know, yeah. like I had a portable CD player so I could listen to whatever I wanted, really. Like, so I, I think that there's no, obviously, there's no direct link between violence and games and like, how people behave. I don't think there is. Um, 
maybe I'm talking myself into a corner here as far as that's concerned because I don't have research and data to prove that. But I will say that by restricting something in that regard, as far as like video games are concerned, like you just make kids want to do it more. Yeah, that is, that is true. It We're makes it seem even cooler because, yeah. you know, and same with radar movies. Like you want to sneak into radar movies because you're not supposed to go into them. Mm-hmm. Even if they're bad movies that are just gratuitous or whatever, you still think it's cool because you're not supposed to do it. And that's part of being a kid, I think. And so I don't know. I think I know like some like uh, devil's advocate might be like, well, then regulating guns is just going to make people want guns more. I'm not trying to say that, but <laughs> I'm, I'm just talking about video games here. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's uh, we were talking about this like in, before recording too. I feel like more people point the finger towards games than movies. Like, uh, cause violence is pretty yep. much everywhere. Like violence is on TV. Violence is on the news. Violence is in movies. Violence is in books. Like it's, it's everywhere. Like why video games? And it probably because of the interactive nature of it, right? The interactive your... nature plus still, you know, the older generations. I mean, people older than at this point, 50. Mm-hmm. The people yeah. who are running the government, maybe they don't play video games as much as people 50 and under, right? Mm-hmm. And so, Whereas they watch movies and they understand, well, I've been watching movies since I was a kid and I didn't go, you know, shoot yeah. somebody just because I saw Dirty Harry or whatever, you know. So there's a level of misunderstanding just from the people who don't play any video games. Because they've only, the country. W- right, they've only watched video games in the sense that they haven't. They've only watched it or heard yeah, of they, it. And, yeah, yeah, and they've seen the most offensive clips possible, you know. But I remember back in the day when uh, Mortal Kombat was a thing, like I remember my parents being like, well, there's this game where you strangle a prostitute with a rope or something like that. And I was like, wait, what? And it turns out that was Night Trap they were talking about. And I don't <laughs> yeah. know if that even actually happens in Night Trap. You never do. No, you have a... But that was what they were referring to. Yeah. What is it? In Night Trap, you have, a, you have a ridiculous grabber thing. It looks like this, you know, that toy that every kid had where you grab something, but it, it grabs the girl around the neck and it uh-huh. uh, takes some blood from her. It's like the least violent, most comically acted thing. It's totally innocuous and inoffensive. But I just remember that being things. like in my head, I'm thinking, holy shit. Like as a kid, I'm like, yeah. there's really these games out there where you like strangle prostitutes with a cord. Like, is that really a thing? Well, it turns out like eventually you could do that in Grand Theft Auto. But right. And I've I mean, killed many hookers in Grand Theft Auto. And, <laughs> you uh, could like punch you know, them. Maybe not with a cord. I don't know if a cord's a weapon, but it, I mean, it should be. You get weapons from it. Or, I don't think there's a cord. I don't know. Me, me personally, like I was kind of not. I was not really into the games that were like human on human violence. Not, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with those games, but, mm. but the violence stuff that I liked more was the more obscure stuff, like like Doom, like fighting giant demons, or like, or just like the obscurity of Mortal Kombat. That's like all like B movie stuff, you know, like super over the top and all that. But I'm not saying that those that those games are bad. I just they weren't they weren't necessarily for me. But there's some stuff that you could like say, like you know, like Manhunt, where it like uh, where it like you know, kind of speaks in your ear and tells you to do certain things and like. The longer you wait, you kill more. That's like kind of, but that's supposed to mess with your mind. It's supposed to make you feel bad about doing it and all that kind of stuff. So there are games like that that sort of mess with you. But I don't mm-hmm. think any of it necessarily cost anybody to actually act out. But I mean, I don't think that was proven. But you know, I don't know. I don't follow a lot of the cases. But I don't think anybody could directly point their finger at that and say that was what it was that cost it. Yep. You know, there was a proposal by a, a legislator in Rhode Island who, you know, after Parkland, he said that. Uh, there should be a tax on violent games, on basically, I guess, M-rated games. Well, you know what? There should should have a, yeah. What's oh, that? I just want to say, uh, you know what there should be a tax on? What's that? Bullets. 
Bullets. <laughs> People, yep. come on. Bullets and guns should be taxed. That's that's all I'm going to say. Maybe that's anyway. The yeah. yeah. So there should be a high tax on violent games, is what he was saying, right? Yeah. You know what else brings out aggression in people? Guns. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what else brings out aggression in people? Taxes. <laughs> so uh, yeah. No matter what it was, well, it's taxes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like the taxes are so high here, like for cigarettes and stuff like that. But I don't know. I mean, it's a. It's yeah. It's just kind of like. Uh, I like uh, thinking of video games in the more healing way, which we talked about, uh, like how how it can be used to help people out. And actually, uh, what a, you know, friend of the show Janet wrote a, wrote an article about that, about how much mm-hmm. how much video games can help like mental disease and stuff like that, which which I am my own, which I'm totally witness to myself, you know, because I've I've dealt with depression my entire life, and video mm-hmm. games have actually really helped me out with that. So I mean. Sure. I feel like there's there's very positive aspects to it, and I feel like a lot of people put games in a corner like in a bad way, you know, now saying that like playing games too much is a mental disorder or like, you know, like the violence causing other violent acts and all that stuff. But video games was always, always for me, it was something that helped me. It was an escapism, you know, it helped me deal with the escapism. horribleness of life and my own depression and all that. And that's a good thing. You know, I mean, if if that was regulated or whatever, I don't think that's fair, you know, for people. I mean, I think, yeah, for sure. Like, I think uh, being sensitive and young and, you know, I obviously I didn't go through anything like these students had to deal with in Florida. Yeah. But I, I had traumatic events in my life growing up. And I mean, people died and people that were close to me died and like some of those times were like some of the darkest times that I remember as a kid. And I remember going to video games and those being definitely being therapeutic because not only are you like going into another world and kind of detaching yourself, but in the meantime, you're giving yourself time to heal because your time is elapsing and there's certain things in life that that's the the only way to get through it is to just let time take over and the natural process of healing. But on top of that, something else, yeah. right. But on top of that, you're getting a sense of accomplishment. Yeah, you're also in a world game. that you can do you know, good. A in, lot of times, know. I would go to the RPGs and stuff like the story-driven stuff, where you could grind and you could spend a whole lot of time like customizing it and like perfecting it and blah blah blah. And like those games, like Chrono Trigger, especially was one that I remember like going to time and time again. Just like that stuff would be bad and i would play chrono trigger and i would just like i was in that world and i was happy and yeah sure like within the game i would get sad like sad stuff happens in the Mm. game but at the end of it all i like would turn the game off and i would have this sense of accomplishment you know i got this done today i did this um i'm this much closer to this goal that i haven't achieved before i think in a broader sense games really can be therapeutic you know that's just my personal experience Sure. Yeah, and actually, it sounds like from this article that I read about about the kids at Parkland that maybe it's being therapeutic in in the classroom. The video games. Uh, this is a quote from this article from NBC News. It says in some classrooms, uh, students sent Snapchat videos of their classmates marveling at Nintendo games that they had been allowed to play. And this is in reference to the fact that today was their first day back at at school. So they had like therapy dogs. It sounds like they had 40 therapy dogs walking throughout the school. And from this sentence, looks like they were allowed to play video games in class. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the article to me kind of painted a picture of they're just l- letting the kids go back to school. Maybe get, getting back to, to the school in the building was kind of the objective for the day and maybe for the, the coming days. I don't know. Yeah. But the fact that they're there and they can pet the dogs and they can play the video games and just they can uh, be around each other. Around you know, each other, right? And they've all shared that experience together, you know, so they're healing yep. together. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, 
it's a good thing, you know. But when I was, uh, I mean, when I was younger, when I was like twelve, I got I got hit by a car. Like I had a mm. fairly, you know, bad bad uh, bike car accident thing. And uh, I remember coming to in the hospital, and the the doctor had Mario three hooked up, and this was like in the early nineties. But that was a uh, people were encouraged to to do that, like coming out of you know, because I was like in intensive care and all that, and uh, and it was encouraged like for uh, coordination and stuff like that. So in the early nineties, before the days of Mortal Kombat, you know, they were into they were into that and all that. But and in the same way, in the same way that what what Jeremy was saying is uh, just one one note I wanted to say on that is like that. It's like a, the game world is almost a world that you can kind of control or that you feel like you're in more control. So when you feel like trapped in a situation or you're in a bad time of life and you're at a job that you hate, but you have to work there like for whatever reason, like video game can be a great escape for that because you're in a world that you can kind of control and some that you can do positive things in and it makes you feel better in that way. Even though it's, you're not necessarily doing anything permanent in the in real, real world, you feel like you are, you know, it makes you feel better, you know. That's just one thing I was going to touch on that, like the same sort of thing. If uh, it, it just works great as escapism, and it can really help you, and and it can be like a very you know creative uh, inspiration too. Like I've been inspired by games to do other things, and I mean I make I make stupid YouTube videos now because I love video games so much. I don't even make any money off of it; I just do it for the fun of it, just because it's so cool that you can reach out and meet other other people who do the same thing. And it's uh, I can't even imagine like growing up now, like with all the things that you have with Twitch and all that, like like being like a nerd in the '90s, like you could actually like find a way to talk to people about shit without without them not actually being in your school and all that. It's a complete side note, but I'm just saying we're in a great time now for that type of stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, we didn't even like mention that in the broader sense. Like video games as comfort could be like not even just playing them, but. Like, well, John was talking about, like, looking at Snapchat videos of other people playing games mm. or what? Get on a on a special website devoted to, let's say you really love Pokemon. Go to the Pokemon yeah. subreddit and you can talk about Pokemon with a bunch of people that are obsessed about Pokemon other people that love it, like, too. Yeah. And it's, and it's that's, just awesome. That's community, too. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's awesome to meet people like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Let's say I don't know where we're necessarily going. Obviously, I just want to say video games. Yeah. I just want to say that there are. Right. Yeah, I just, I just want to say that there's just, they shouldn't, sometimes I think that people look at the media and too much of, they look in video games and themselves too much in a dark, in a negative way, and it's, there's a lot of positive aspects to it, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think there was a lot of exasperation among the video game community when, when Trump what, said what he said this week. It's just like, really, this is an argument from at least you know, 25 years ago. It's from uh, Mortal Kombat time. So it was like right. uh, mid to early 90s. So yeah, like 25 years. They've been saying it for a while. I mean, I guess things are more realistic now, but it's still like... Well, before before the blaming violence on video games, they were... Uh, right. So there's been different levels of outrage with video games. I mean, obviously yeah. the video game crash in the 80s, there's like a lot of outrage over that shit. But like when the Super Nintendo first came out, I mean, you guys have seen like videos and stuff of like people just being doing articles about people being completely just pissed that you have to buy a new system to yeah. play all these new games and they I, just couldn't get it through their heads why yeah. Yeah, you know, I nintendo's was, ripping yeah. me off they're making me buy a new system in order to play the new games yeah. blah 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 so that was one thing and then later on i remember maybe even before that was like nintenditis which was like a carpal tunnel type thing and they were blaming like these mm-hmm. kids having these injuries on video games even back then like well people uh the the we got there's always yeah. been there's always been something to blame video games for i was gonna say the we got attacked for that too mm-hmm. i remember people giving shit about the Wii because of like 
Because it's motion control, and people end up hurting themselves, and it's like them blaming the system. It's like, they never told you to, like, hit your couch with your hand while you were bowling or whatever. That's what you did that. But, I mean, there were warnings all over the place saying, like, don't hit anybody. You did not and have that, to punch your <laughs> boxer in the face. Yeah, or, or, or break your TV with your remote or whatever, you know. Yeah, the Wii was actually the most violent system, like, by far. It was, because <laughs> that's yeah. the people who got hit the most. And that's probably <laughs> the only time I think I ever hit anybody with a video game controller was on the Wii because of the arm <laughs> swinging and all that and actually breaking shit and you know and I broke it and I broke a controller by accident the same way like I hit hit the couch with it while I was bowling because I didn't know uh didn't know like the distance between me and the in front of the couch and totally busted the front of the controller but not intentional at all it just happened but <laughs> you know that was when I didn't break controllers intentionally that was uh and that was in high school but yeah just so I mean I we don't know what we don't know what the cause is of the uh of the events that happen and of course. You know, we're, we, our hearts go out to all the people that had to deal with all that, and we're not trying to say that we have the answers. We're just trying to look at, I don't know, look at video games in a better light, I guess. We'd rather say. look at video games as a healing yeah. thing than as a hurtful thing. And we're we're definitely, being a Nintendo-themed podcast, we're just not seeing a lot of these. Like like Trey said earlier, he's not really into human-on-human human violent games, and I'm kind of the same way. I mean, I've always been drawn to more kitty quote-unquote kitty games. Like, I like bright sure. colors and, you know fantastical concepts and fantasy worlds and you know I, I mean i'm more into that i always have been the older i've gotten i'm still into that uh-huh. but that doesn't mean i don't love uh blowing up like blowing some heads off zombies and resident evil like that's so fun it's really but fun it, yeah and it's visceral and it's it's it feels cool doing it and it's satisfying but it doesn't make me want to do that to humans i just want to kill these fake zombies because it's fun to like Not at all. do that yeah. Or, you know, I play mean, an old played, Metal, like, Medal of Honor game and kill some Nazis. Like, surely it feels good to kill some Nazis, right? Mm-hmm. I guess you don't have to, like, eviscerate them and all that, but if the option's there, you can. I've even played, like, VR zombie games. And, you know, the zombies are, like, there next to you, and you're, you're taking them out. These are humanoid figures and all that stuff. And you got a gun controller that actually shaped like a gun yep. for all intents and purposes. You're, or that you're, chainsaw controller. <laughs> blasting game, game away board. at these humanoid figures mm. and in my head still i know it's a video game i know it's a video game i don't feel like it is really real even though i'm seeing these these characters right there in front of me there's still a level of disconnect even with something as realistic as as vr yeah i, I don't get it so yeah well it's all it's kind just of, these yeah. people they need to actually try these games or, or have conversations with people who play these games rather than like running off at the at whatever it's just it's normal like we've seen it our whole lives and it was happening before we were born like there's always just like you want to blame something you want to find some the 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 mass media and then as a result people you know people in general want to find one cause for everything like okay like we can rally behind it blame this i'm glad this time around like it's gun it's like they're actually talking about gun legislation gun Stuff because that keeps getting thrown around in like previous events. Like, well, now's not the time for politics. You know, people are mourning. We can't talk about it now. Now it's like, well, some would argue that students are being used as a political tool. Well, either way, they they are. Either side of the argument, it's true. But if they are passionate about that argument themselves and they're like speaking out on their own, then I don't know. It's refreshing that the conversation is escalating more this time. I guess. Mm-hmm. Even though it fucking sucks that what happened had to happen for it to get to this point. Yeah, no, no yeah, it sucks that people actually have to die, and that lots of people. 
to die. But we just want to don't be hating on the game so much. There's, there's a lot of other things that, and uh, you know, it's it's probably not just necessarily one thing, but like you were saying, yeah, you can't really. It's probably a few things, but. And I, I mean, it's, it's, so it's yeah. tales all this time as far as this argument goes, like whoever the guardians are of children, you know, have to regulate the content based on how they feel. Yeah. You know, that's a that's a family to family basis. And if you're not regulating what your child is consuming, then it's your fault. You know, it's your fault. It is your fault. Yeah. It's your fault. For sure. It is your fault. I mean, um, it might. Yeah. That's not to say the child isn't going to go out of their way to get it around you. But I'm talking about really young children. Like, right. You don't have to let a kid, you know, get into this stuff early in life. You don't have to let them watch radar movies when they're four years old. You know, like you have the ability to avoid that as their guardian. So, you know, and that's the the tale as old as time with violent movies, violent music, violent books, even, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. sure that was a, that had to have been a comic books, comic books. Yes. At the turn of of the 20th century, it was a huge deal. Comic Mm -hmm. books. Oh yeah. Yeah. Way back when. Yeah, people thought those were evil too. So there was another politician I can't remember his name earlier last week who who kind of started this thing with uh, violent video games, and he said something along the lines of I don't have the quote right here, but um, something along the lines of Yeah, I know there's a rating system, but we all know that kids play the game anyway, uh, even if it's an M-rated game. And I'm like, well, like we were saying. That's the parents' fault. That's the parents' fault. Bottom bottom line. If I was I mean, allowed to play, do these kids do these kids have jobs? Are they earning this money and then going and buying this game themselves? I mean, while they're like in elementary school. You know, even if they are in high school or whatever, the parents can get rid of the game. The parents can tell the kid, "Oh, I'm taking your phone unless you delete the mm-hmm. game." I can. They can search the child's room. Yeah, they can delete their they save files. Kids hate that. Flip the mattress over, find whatever the kid is hiding and throw it out. Mm-hmm. Like have some balls parents, you know. Take charge. If you don't want your kid to play those violent games, then you get rid of it. Yeah. But yeah, don't let them get any of those uh And likewise if you're like, you know, you want to watch these radar movies but you don't want to like do it when your kid's asleep or whatever and you just have your kid there with you while you're watching them because you know, it's like an extra babysitter while the kid's watching the movie. Well, that's yep. your fault for letting the kid watch Friday the 13th, part 17 or whatever. I think there's only 10 of them, but uh, okay. whatever. <laughs> they, made it, they made it there yet. I mean, you know, Jason was a kid, so you know, he knows. I like no, that I'm... there was 10 of them. I wasn't even really that far off in it. I think that, well, I mean, I there's Jason X, which is actually not 10, but I think it is actually 10. I don't know. This isn't a Friday the 13th podcast. That would be that's actually if you want to hear a Friday the 13th podcast, uh, Jess and I did one for the Honey Darling show. You can check that out. We did Friday the 13th versus Nightmare on Elm Street. You can listen to that episode. But uh anyway, let's move on. I think we've covered uh I think we've covered enough, but uh I definitely I like that we talk uh, that we actually were able to talk on a serious subject. I know most of it most of it's joking on the podcast, but you know, we just had to get real every once in a while. Only took 110 episodes, but we got there. I'm kidding. We were we were probably real before. We were actually real on our very first episode. You should listen. I mean, to, I'm pretty. Listen to that one. I never really one, thought of one. video games as therapy. <laughs> I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure I've heard of it in the past in different ways, but I am pretty intrigued by the thought of video game therapy to deal with trauma. Like that's something I actually don't know if I would get into that field. I would have to go to school and stuff. Yeah. I'm sure it but should be more. I would still I would still be interested in seeing what like the approaches are with it because. Especially like John was mentioning with VR and stuff like, well, I saw another video today and I can't, I don't remember exactly where I saw it. It was either on Reddit or Facebook or whatever, but it was uh, putting VR helmets on children that were getting vaccines. 
So they were getting their shots. Well, while the kids are getting their shots, they're seeing in VR like this like character like that's giving them superpowers. So like oh, he puts yeah. like a little bracelet on them, and it's like that gives them the power to shoot fire or whatever. And mm-hmm. he's like, well, when I put this on you, you're gonna feel a little sting real quick, but that's because the power is attaching to you. Well, that's when the person comes up and gives them the shot. Mm-hmm. But within the game, they're like getting a superpower, so they're excited about it. Don't even notice the shot. Yeah. And so that's kind of a cool way that video games are. It's not necessarily therapy, but mm-hmm. falls into the same. It helps. Yeah. Could run the, yep. uh, I mean, that's a whole another thing that could make, uh, the healthcare for that more expensive with the VR stuff. But no, I do like the or idea cheaper. of that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. I like stuff like that, especially like on the, uh, psychological level, you know, just being like allowing, you know, to help people out or like, what about people who can't walk and they play games where they can walk, you know, like stuff like that. Yeah. It's therapeutic. And yeah. I've seen people at like nursing homes, they'll bring it to a nursing home and, and, I saw one particular video where a guy used to be a pilot, but now he was disabled and you know he's in his seventies and everything. And he was able to put the headset on and, and fly a plane again. When he took the headset off, yeah, he was just in tears because mm-hmm. you actually get to feel it. Yeah, definitely. That's what I like to see for video game positivity. I, I mean, I remember back when the Wii was at its height of popularity, and I remember reading about like bowling leagues at nursing homes where they were all playing like. Wii bowling and they were like doing whole leagues with it and stuff and like having a great time and yeah I worked at a nursing home at the time I got to run a Wii bowling league oh nice Did you? yeah yeah I, when it was uh, I grandmas grandmas were playing it and all that hitting each other in the face with the Wii note. <laughs> being being uh, violent with those Wii remotes <laughs> all right yeah for sure I think we should move on though but what no, about that time when Marilyn Manson I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> when he uh, cut off his ribs so he could put a Wii mode in in there right was that was that it was. <laughs> Anyway, let's talk about what games we've been playing. Uh, Jeremy beat a game this week. What'd you beat? I beat Bayonetta 2. You did. And uh, how did you like it? You made it all the way through. Was it, was I heard, it I heard that line that I said at the beginning of the episode a lot. Yeah. yeah. I played it through no- on normal mode. I didn't play it on hard or extra super hard or whatever. Like, But I didn't play it on easy either. Yeah. Played on normal. You just gotta Man. do. A, I actually was. I think I only died once when I when I did the uh, playthrough at the end there. You, well, you just you gotta get really good with that dodge. Did you ever get the uh, bat dodge? Did you ever yes. get that upgrade? Because that's the first thing I bought. Yeah, that thing really helps too. Where like you can you can be late on it, but you'll still. An interesting thing. I didn't figure this out until I was actually playing it. But you know when you unlock Jean or John or however you pronounce her name, yeah. At the end of the game, if you play as her. She can't do the only way that she can do witch time is if you do the the bat move. Oh, like so you she, have to let, wait till they are they actually, actually had, in contact with you. Yeah, they have the to actually move. hit you for it to do it, which is insane. Because I tried playing as her, and I was like fucking up left and right, and I'm like, why can I not? I'm like, why am I not doing? Uh, I'm like, why can't I do the do the witch time? And I thought maybe it was because it was harder because because I was playing in a hard mode, but I still yeah. can do the witch mode. And I was like, and I found out later you can't. The only time you can do witch time with her is. Uh, if you get hit and use the bat move, so if you hit, so now you know if you play her later, you're not you won't get discouraged and be like, why am I fucking up so much? You know that was like 
driving me crazy. But apparently you can get some like really huge combos with her because of that. Because of that like um you get more you'll get more points when you're in witch time as when you play as her because it's harder to get to witch time as it would be with Bayonetta. But uh did you end up getting all the costumes or did you get some of the costumes? I know you you said earlier well, here's that you the got thing. some so- yeah, here's 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 how I played the game. I wanted to get all the moves. That's all I cared about. But I also used Amiibo, so some might say I cheated a little bit. I uh, think I probably uh, just sped up myself getting through the game a little faster. Yeah, no, I don't um, think it's cheating. But I used my Amiibo, and I was like thrilled with the Amiibo. I think I might have talked about. Did I talk about it last episode? Well, you said that. But I, yeah, you said you hadn't opened all of them, but you were thinking. Well, that. I ended up I ended up opening up my three pack of Animal Crossing Amiibo, and I'm glad I did because they give me like twelve thousand Halos each each day. Oh yeah, they give me the most out of any of them um, for so you, some reason. Yeah, so you can get. Oh really? <laughs> That's, yeah, I hope it's all of the Animal Crossing ones because those are the ones that they can't sell. They'd be like, have them. Yeah, that them might more. be why. Yeah. It well, says something about like a freaky UFO or something when you scan it. It's like weird. It doesn't say anything about fishing or whatever. But uh, yeah, I think you can find UFOs in some of them. So I ended up. Let me count them. Uh, so yeah, I ended up having nine amiibo total to scan each day, and that helped a lot. So I bought all the moves, but I never, I never changed costumes. Like I never bought. An, wait, I did buy one alternate costume. The very I, first one that's available. But, I, uh, yeah, because I know. All, but I unlocked them all. I just haven't purchased all of them. Yeah, because they're like a hundred thousand, and a hundred thousand is. Uh, I think you get that. You you get a pretty big amount when you beat the game. Like at the very end, they throw you a lot of halos. It gives you about a hundred grand. Yeah, because you can buy. Because I remember I bought the uh, I bought the Star Fox outfit after that. After I beat the beat the game for the I was more into buying the, the um, or for the hundred thousand. The uh, whatever they're called uh, accessories. So I bought those next, and I bought the one that where they're always pissed off at you. Like you've taunted them already. Yeah, yeah. That's... I bought that one, and then I bought the pulls butterfly or whatever it's called, which is like a it gives these butterflies that absorb hits. Mm-hmm. Between that and like the other thing, and then the bat, like I was getting crazy witch time, like yeah, yeah. scores. And then my then the butterflies were protecting me when they would hit me, so I would like I would either dodge correctly or I would do the bat dodge, or yeah. they would hit me and then hit the butterfly instead. So I like had like this triple layer of protection and oh nice and it make getting a bunch of halos that way and I was gonna the say, last boss was actually pretty easy as you say it probably helps with the uh whenever you get into those challenge modes where you have to like get through a whole thing without getting hit or whatever you could actually use that for that yeah you know like, i did not yeah. do all those i only did a couple of those some of those yeah, there's still a pretty, lot left for me to yeah. do but i beat the main story so mm-hmm. I, was, I was happy with that were you are you planning on like uh, playing it again i mean I, I know you said you were having a lot of fun with it last week i think so i playing through the first one now so i'm like about maybe a quarter of the way through the first one now just playing it again does it feel not like fun yeah say, does, it feel, does it feel like slow or not uh not it as just feels yeah there's less stuff yeah. going on i don't have the animal transformations that i liked a lot you can still turn into a cat thing right when you run in that first can one. you i don't remember i think you can maybe i haven't gotten to that point yet i think it's a different I don't think it's the Panther one, but you do turn into something. I remember because I played that one first, and you could do that. But I don't think you can do like the the moth or whatever, like the floaty one that you can do. I don't think you can do that. Which but it's an incredibly do. satisfying game when like you're playing it right and you're just like dodging at all the right moments and all that, and you can look at your replays. Like I, I've been saving. It lets you save your replays on the Switch, so I've gotten a few of me getting the pure platinums that look cool. Oh yeah, and, yeah. You can do the thirty second. Which I saw you to tweet one. I saw tweet a Twitter of that. I did, and that was the first one I got, and I've gotten so many better ones since then. But 
that was the first pure platinum I got. So that's when you get like you don't hit hit at all and you perfectly dodge every time or whatever. Mm. Yeah, no, yeah, the pure. Well, I, I saw like I looked at like some strategy stuff like after I beat the game, and there's like people talking about like how to get through the whole thing like all pure platinums and stuff like that, which is sounds insane, but you know that type of game you can do it. You can actually go through it without getting hit and all that if you're good enough, you know. But that's what's cool about it. It's like. It entices, it's supposed to entice you to like keep playing the game over and over again and get better and better and better. That's the idea. That's why the game's only really like 10 hours long or whatever. It's about the. The story didn't mean shit, which I (laughs) I assumed, but like the story was cool enough, I guess. Very comic booky. Yeah, it's silly and over the top. But you don't really feel like, at the end of it, I didn't really feel like attached to any character at all. No. (laughs) Yeah. I thought Bayonetta was still a badass. Yeah, ass kicker. Enzo wasn't in it much. He's pretty funny, so mm-hmm. it was kind of sad that he wasn't in it as much. But he was still like a comic relief. And then uh, you didn't get attached to Squirtle Boy. No, Squirtle. <laughs> uh, are you talking about uh, uh, the L- little one? The, uh, the cornrows. Yeah, the guy who turns into the squirrel, the tiny guy. You 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 uh, said that at the beginning of the episode last week. That don't call me little one, but we never really talked about him. But yeah, he's like, oh right, uh, yeah, cornrow yeah. man. Yeah, cornrow, yeah, cornrow man. Yeah, with his, he has like a pyramid necklace that he wears, and he turns into a squirrel and all that. It's a great game, John. You should definitely check it out. He's pretty, <laughs> yeah, insufferable. Sounds like a fun he, game. But he's also a kid, so it's forgivable that he's such a jackass. Yeah, I was gonna but, ask uh, you. Bayonetta goes out on a limb for him a lot, so it's weird seeing her like care that much about this character that really sucks. Did you did you understand all the timelines and stuff? This is kind of like spoilery, I guess. If anybody's does want to hear this, I don't know. Skip, I mean, I understood like two minutes like, or something. Who the yeah, I understood like yeah, her parents. Did she was whatever. like fighting her parents pretty much, and that was her dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lumen, the lumen sage, and the umbra and the umbra witch are like her parents, and but they yeah. were but they were in different two different times zones or timelines because. The begin it's the game starts with at the end of the game, weirdly enough. And then at the end of the game she says, Come back to my timeline or something. I didn't get all the timelines, but there is like different times going on that she goes from one spot mm-hmm. to another. But and I'm sure you like those mechs in there at the very end. Those are cool. Yeah, it was really cool. I like I liked a lot of the boss fights were pretty fun. And that's one thing I love about Bayonetta. It feels like boss rush mode, the whole thing. Like you got oh, yeah. a few little battles here and there, but even those feel like boss battles in a sense because they're waves of enemies so mm. but yeah i totally feel like it's boss rush mode like i would never know starting a chapter if i was going to fight a boss immediately when i started it or not and that was fun like i love that now that you've beaten bayonetta do you have any desire to go play wonderful 101 i do and Since i own they're it, similar so. yeah no i was saying you should i was wondering like maybe if you got done with bayonetta one or you got bored with it or whatever you should definitely go check out wonderful 101 because the games are very similar and coming into Wonderful 101 after just playing Bayonetta 2, you'll really be able to see like how close they are and how the games kind of work the same. And you also already know how to play it. Whereas like when I came into Wonderful 101 the first time, I had no idea what was going on and I didn't know how to play it. But then when I returned to it for our 101 episode, I got it. But once I realized that it was like Bayonetta, I was like, oh, okay. And then you actually do get a witch time thing and you do unlock Bayonetta and John and all that in there. So it's it's very much it's very much the same game. So should definitely go to that at some point, you know, if you if you feel like uh, you know, kicking kicking the dust off the Wii U and getting back into the into that one. It's definitely worth checking out. Like I mean, I'm gonna uh, kick the dust off the Wii U to get some Wii games, so Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For the uh virtual console or yeah, the only virtual console that we have. Aside from those uh Super Nintendo stuff. 
and the 3DS. Yeah, but I'm glad you made it through, and I'm glad that you liked it and that you enjoyed it. It's a good game. Yeah, it's, I'm uh, happy to say I've beaten both Bayonetta's. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you liked it. It's definitely good. I'm glad you got it. So it's uh, I realized, yeah, playing through it before Bayonetta episode, I was like, man, this game's a lot of fun. I was like, you should definitely. So I want to say, like, you should definitely check it out if you're on the fence for it. You should definitely get it because it's a shit. Excited for that play. third one now, Jeremy. Oh yeah, I mean, when's it come out? April. I don't. It doesn't have a date yet. People. Some people are thinking it may not even come out this year, but that's to be seen. I mean, I'm know. not like chomping at the bit because I've got plenty of Bayonetta now. I mean, you got both. especially if Wonderful 101s like that too. Yeah, I would think that they would wait. Maybe since they just released both of them, maybe it would come out early next year or something. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna guess Christmas. Do you think that would be their big Christmas game? Is Bayonetta three? I figured that might. Have. I think it'll be one of their games. I don't know if it'll, it'll be the big game, but yeah. it makes sense to me that. They release Bayonetta 1 and 2 to kind of stir the pot, get people excited. They don't want to wait it's too to long. to stir the cauldron. Yeah, they are witches. <laughs> oh, true. Stir the cauldron. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, it's a fun game. I uh, actually, I beat like, uh, I beat some games this this week. I was pretty, I was pretty happy about it. I ended up doing like a stream. I did a stream on Twitch where I was just kind of, I just kind of run with it. I did like a, I started off with the Zeo Drifter, which I was talking about last week. I got to I got to beat the I I played the last of that. I started doing like a Twitch stream where I beat three games in a row. I was like uh like I did Zeo Drifter and then I was kinda like, let's keep it going. I'm like, what else do I have that I'm almost done with? So I went I went from I went Zeo Drifter to Mummy Demaster to Rogue Trooper Redo or Redux. And I beat all the three of those games like one after another. So that felt really good. Knocked those off my list. Next, uh, the next two games in my site is uh, Resident Evil Revelations Two and Doom. I want to beat those games, which I'm like think I'm fairly close to beating. Well, I got stuck on Resident Evil on a boss, but those are those are my next ones. But you've beaten Doom before, right? Not on the Switch, but so no. you would know where you were. No, yeah, no, I didn't beat it. I didn't beat it on PS4. Oh, I thought you had. I, I got farther on the Switch than I did on the PS4 because I played it on Conan's PS4. And then I bought a PS4 and I had to restart the game, so I kind of got discouraged from playing it. And that's basically what happened. But yeah, so I, I mean, I think I have like three or four levels left in Doom. I don't think I'm as close as I was in the other ones, but I did exactly what I said I was going to do last week. I went and played Mummy Demastered without the update, and I beat it. And I actually ran into a weird glitch for the boss, though, which I wondered if that was an update thing. If you guys watch my video of it, the boss basically stops attacking me for like uh, ten minutes, and I just beat him. And like the very the bad the major boss of the game, he like completes he completely stops moving, and I just nice. stand in one spot and shoot him until he dies. So that that had to be a glitch, or maybe the update fixed that. But it kind he of was just... the old boss they cast aside with the update. They're like, "Fuck you." <laughs> well, He's I mean, like, it... "I don't have a reason to live. Just kill me." Well, I didn't get the I didn't get the update though. I I, I intentionally right, exactly. didn't get it because like, I didn't want to get the update. Yeah, I, I didn't want to like ma- I didn't want it to be easier. I wanted to play it as on the level that it was, and I did beat it, but. Halfway through the boss, the boss just stopped attacking me. Then I just kind of stood <laughs> under him and just kept shooting him until he died. And I was like, uh, that was weird because he just stopped. It just all was, And I was about to die, too. And it just, and I kind of, so I, I guess I kind of got a cheap ending on that one, but I still beat it. So you beat it. Yeah, yeah. I still made it through that one. So it was cool. I got to knock off like three games on my list of, you know, because I have a lot of games that I've been playing and I haven't even finished any. And I was like, man, if I keep this up, I can like beat a game every week. I'll try to try to do that, you know. Trying to knock all of these uh, games on the Switch that I have that haven't actually haven't actually made it all the way through. But Zeo Drifter was fun all the way through. The ending was pretty cool. Like the last boss part had a nice little extra thing on there that was cool. The Rogue Trooper 
It, I still like that game. Some people give it shit, but it basically plays like a PlayStation 2 GameCube era shooter, you know, and the boss is very much like that. It kind of reminds me of like Red Faction 1, if you ever played that, or Red Faction 2. Like that kind of like where it sort of has a boss and it just kind of ends like Does it have destructible environments? No, it doesn't have destructible environments like uh, like that. But it, the play of it reminds me that I played through Red Faction 2 on GameCube, but yeah, you can't blow holes in anything, but it does remind me of that style, like that time play. But my uh, my biggest achievement of the week, which we haven't even talked about, which was my intro, was that I beat the fucking darker side on uh, Super Mario Odyssey. Hey. That what I asked you guys last week if you had beaten or not. I made it through that shit. You did. That's it. crazy, man. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of, man. I kind of cheated. You a cheated little bit. though, right? I kind of cheated, but I found. I mean, it's weird because it's so easy to do it. Like it's really easy. Like it's way easier to skip the whole thing than actually play it the way it's supposed to be played. Because, like, we, we were talking about that jump thing that Jeremy was doing. And actually, there's a way to skip that completely, too. Like, that whole part where you have to jump off the walls, you can completely skip that as well. And I, I saw this in a video, but if you stand on top of it, on top of where the Scarecrow is, if you can shake it to where you throw your hat under it and hit the Scarecrow, it'll just bring you all the way up. Like, it'll just elevate you all the way to the top, and you won't have to do anything. I shook the fuck out of that controller, but I could not get it down there. But I've seen it work. Because you have to, like, shake it forward and then shake it down because the hat has to go under it and hit the hit the scarecrow. But if mm-hmm. you can do that, you can completely skip that whole part. But, yeah, I basically got I got to the dinosaur gliding thing, and I basically flew over most of the level. But it's, uh, yeah, that's basically what I did, and I beat it. You skip, you skip like, two, two hard parts by doing that. Actually, you skip, like, three hard parts, maybe four parts by doing that. You can, it's very much, it's funny that it's in there. It's very much a Mario thing. Like, I remember Jeremy telling me, Back in the day on the Game Boy Advance version of uh, Super Mario World, how he like flew over Tubular. Tubular is like the worst level on that game. And uh, it's, it's I kind of felt like that. I was like, oh, yeah, I flew over it, and then I beat it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, now I'm done. I, I, beat, I beat Darker Side. So, yeah, I kind of cheated. There's a video on YouTube. You can find it. Thing made her. So I sort of cheated, but at the same time, it was it's something that it doesn't take a whole lot to figure out how to do it. You know, like if you suck at using the floating dinosaur thing, like I do, it makes it a lot easier to just do that. You know, so that was my big achievement of the week. But uh, congratulations, thank you. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> but that should give you that should give you guys incentive to make it through now, right? With the dark yeah, yeah. I'm gonna watch your video. Because once I decided that I was gonna beat it, I was just like, I'm gonna play this until I beat it. Well, now I'm curious with the it. with the gliding dinosaur. And I recorded all uh, of it. Well, I recorded. Yeah, actually, I, I basically recorded every try until I got it, and then I cut it down to just the one that I got it. So I played it like 20 times before I like got to that actual one. But yeah, I was. Just, well, with uh, the gliding dinosaur, you jump off the ledge, and what are you flying to? Because I remember you're you're flying past those like buzzing fly things whatever they are oh yeah the uh then, the, the dust mites from uh from the miyazaki movie they look like the you know they're like from uh totoro or uh or a uh, spirited away spirited away mm-hmm. yeah but they're in totoro but then as you're well. supposed the, to the, the way that you're supposed to land on this ledge where i think that that's the part where, where you're throwing your head onto the forks and flicking yourself across yeah. the lava right yeah yeah you can fly that's back. where you're supposed to land you can fly past all i don't that. i don't remember seeing anywhere else where you could land at that part Oh no! You so could you like actually the first go. time the first time that I did it, I completely bypassed the uh, forks. Like I flew completely completely past the forks. So you just kept shaking the controller to get higher and higher, and you flew right past it. Yep, it's basically all you do is you just shake wow. the you just shake the fuck out of the controller. Spoilers! You shake the fuck out See, of the I controller, didn't know that about and the that dinosaur bird. thing I, just I flies go back higher. To the level and try it with a lizard. 
Well, like the uh, if, if you shake the controller, like everything works faster or quicker, you know. So I should have figured it out. It's like uh, you just yeah. Like I, there were some moons that I thought I could only get by shaking the controller because it makes you jump higher. Like I did that with the frog a couple times, I think. Like in the hat world, like in the very first world you go to, that looks like it's out of a Tim Burton movie. You know, what I'm talking yeah. about the very very first level you go to where it's like the giant, yeah. the hat and the moon and all that. Yeah, there yeah, was a part. There was like one that's really, really high that I had to shake the controller to get that. And uh, yeah, I guess it's yeah. I just I just shook the fuck out of it. And you do have to you do have to dive. You have to make a dive because like once you get to the last part, it'll automatically throw you off of the dinosaur. So all you have to do is just dive after that, and then you'll make it to the next part. And you skipped like pretty much half the level. Skip the hardest parts, and then you just be done after that. Which you don't have to do that if you don't want to. I just just kind of did it to see if it would work, and I ended up beating it in that way. I guess that makes me less of a player because I didn't play it all the way through, but whatever. It was a legit means of beating the game. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, you used the you game's own system. Yeah, I broke the, the game. I broke the game. Or, I mean, I, you know, I found a way to do it that's in the game. So I was kind of more interested in doing it that way, actually, than the regular way. I was like, really? I can fly over, like, everything? I'm going to fucking do that. Because I am so bad at controlling that fucking floating lizard thing that I couldn't even do it, like, the regular way. Because I can never do it. I always, like, just automatically dive bomb. I cannot, like, control that fucker. I was Same never able me. to get any of the moons with it. him. So once I finally beat that part where, like, the walls jut out, which we talked about last week, by the time I finally got through that, which that's in its own thing, I was like, oh, yeah, and then I saw that fucking lizard thing, and I'm like, no, fuck no, fuck that guy, I hate that guy. And then I died, and I turned the system off and went to bed. That's what I did that <laughs> night. I was like, okay, fuck this. I'm not going back. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to fuck with that guy. I'll deal with it another time. So I had to, like, rage quit right away when I saw that guy. I was like, no, not that dude. So it did take me a few times to get through it. But yeah, you can totally do it. It's it can be done. I did it. I'm gonna try it again days, right so. after we're done recording. Yeah, for sure. So uh what else what else did I want to say that I played? Oh I, I played that I played a little bit of the Doom motion control stuff. I didn't really care yeah. for it, but I tried it. Maybe did you guys try it out at all? Or did you well did you I try it and you have it? Yeah. I don't have it. Yeah. I got the update and I tried it a little bit. I'm not really into it. It doesn't well actually what's cool about the Doom version is that I feel like it's a little better than the because Splatoon. Like if you have, if you have the motion control on, that's the only way you can look up and down is with motion control. Whereas Doom, you can actually play with the regular analog sticks. It's just you can also do the motion, so you can like tweak it. You can like play it a little bit and then like move it a little bit to tweak it. So I guess that's a better way to do it. But also, it's kind of you have to like kind of sit still while you're playing because if you move a little bit, it'll like you know aim way off. But but I tried it out just to try it out, and I also tried out to see like where I was at. On the whole thing of like trying to beat the game soon, so, but I did, yeah, I, I dabbled a, li- a little bit with the, uh, with the aiming control, but I def, and I also played a, I played Heroic Episode. It's like a new uh, arcade classic game. It's another IRAM game that came out last week. I bought that one just because I keep thinking that their arcade games are going to be good, and they end up being brutally hard. I ended up just dying on the first level multiple times and then rage quitting. You can watch that on YouTube, too, if you want to watch it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the two games that I got that I really, really lean to and I actually want to talk about, I know it's like almost towards the end of the episode or whatever, but the ones I really want to talk about is uh, the Pac-Man Championship, Championship Edition 2 and Outlast, which they're both good from what I played. Uh, let's talk about Pac-Man first. Like, Pac-Man is uh, Pac-Man's really good. I don't know if you guys played the first one, Pac-Man Championship Edition, but... Uh, so I've got, I've got one on the 360, and I wonder if that's the one. I think you have the first one, probably. 
Because mm-hmm. I have, I had Pac-Man, Pac-Man Championship Edition 1. I got it on PlayStation Plus, like it was a free game. So that's how I played it. But it's, I had a lot of fun with it. But 2 seems a lot more frantic than the first one was. And I don't remember you having to, because f- like there's ghost chains in both of them. And uh, in the new, in the in the one on Switch, which isn't that new, I think it came out last year or something. But uh, you have to attack the ghost from the front, like you have to hit the fr- the front ghost in order to defeat the train. You can't do it from the back. And I think you could do that on the first one. But it's really cool. There's a really fun two player mode on there. I wish it had. I wish it was online, but you know who who gets that. But you basically you're you're two different pack men going and collecting uh, the pills separately, and then you got run into each other, and that's how you beat the level and you do the same thing with ghosts too where you both kind of like sandwich a ghost and take them out like that but yeah the game's like i'm you know i i know like uh, john has an affinity for pac-man that he has a pac-man arcade machine and all that <laughs> but uh <laughs> I, I i find pac-man kind of boring like i mean i like the game for what it is but playing it in itself is kind of like okay cool i can get some ghosts and then go to the next level but there's not a whole lot to do this one actually I find fun because it's like super frantic. It's like harder, and there's like a checklist where you have to collect all the fruit and all that. So it's it's totally worth getting if you're into like frantic arcade stuff. And you can change the way the characters look. You can like alter the way the you can make it like look like the older Pac-Man, or you can make it like 3D Pac-Man, or you can make it, you can do that in the first Pac-Man Championship game as well. But you you can do that all that on there and. I totally recommend it for Pac-Man fans. I was listening to the NVC episode last week, and they didn't even mention Pac-Man at all in their releases for the Switch. Wait, wait a fuck. Seems up, like guys. a big one to, to miss. Completely skipped uh, Pac-Man, Pac-Man Championship versus. Edition. Yeah, I have it, and I still haven't played that one yet because I think it's. I don't know if you can do any sort of single-player stuff. I thought about doing a yeah. video of it, but I don't it's think you can. Yeah, so we have to figure out some sort of way to record that. And you know, record it with extra cameras and stuff. Did either of you ever play the the multiplayer Pac-Man that they have at? They have them at the Dave and Buster's over here. I think they have it at probably most Dave and Buster's. Is that a variant of Pac-Man Championship Edition? I don't know. I never played it. What what is? Can you explain how it works? I don't remember exactly how how it works. I've only tried it once or twice. But uh, yeah, it's a multiplayer Pac-Man game. So like four players playing it at one time. Yeah, I think you can attack each other. I don't recall exactly. Well, I mean, the two-player mode in Championship Edition is definitely not like that because you're two different mm. Pac-Men working together. It's like a co-op thing. And the way, like, the basic game works on the regular single-player is you basically you'll collect a certain amount of dots to make a to make a fruit appear, and then you get the fruit, and then you go to the next stage. That's basically how it works. But sometimes you'll collect enough of the dots to make the dot appear to where you attack the ghosts, and you have to kill all the ghosts in a certain amount of time for you to go to the next thing and then you get another fruit. And there is like bosses of sorts where you fight like big big ghosts that are made out of multiple little ghosts, which is kind of cool. So there is like some boss modes at the end. But it's like a, you know, it's like 1-1 through like 1-11, 1-11 is the boss mode. So there's like an adventure mode kind of like that that you can play. But there's also endless where you can just go and try to get scores and all that stuff. But like I said, if you like the old school arcade games, it's totally worth playing. Well, I played the first one the yeah, on the 360, and yeah. I really liked it. So yeah, it's it's I good. I like this one. Yeah, no, it's it's twenty bucks, but it's totally worth it if you like. Uh, like I said, if you want like fast paced arcade stuff that doesn't feel boring at all, I think it's totally worth it. I mean, I had fun playing it. Like I played through the first full level sets, and I was playing. Uh, I was playing around with it last night, like just to refresh myself for the for the uh, episode and all that. And it's still fun to play. But uh, on the other one, which we said at the very very beginning, yeah, I forget wasn't wasn't. Uh... Pac-Man, why were we talking about Switch Dicks? Was was that 
the reference there? <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, the ghost totally yeah. got dicks. No, uh, also, like we said earlier in our news segment, Outlast came out this week completely secretly, creepily, creepily, came out of nowhere, and I was playing the game last night. And there's fucking full-on naked naked dudes in there. Like, I saw a dick <laughs> on a Nintendo system for the first time, and I was definitely not expecting that in any way. There's naked guys in the game. Not only that, but they're chasing after you, right? No, it's pretty funny. Like, you walk down a hallway, and it's not expected at all. Like, a lot of the game is, like, super dark, so you play a lot of it looking through a camera using uh, night vision, you know, to see to see most of the things. And I'm just walking down a hallway, and all of a sudden, this naked guy walks up to me, holding like a holding like a piece of wood or whatever. Well, he's got his wood, but also the piece of wood, you know. And uh, and basically, I'm like, oh shit! And he's just standing in the middle of the hallway, and I'm like, I can't get around him. I try to get around him anyway, and he kills me. I'm like, okay. So like, you have to like jump out the window and like climb down the side of the window and come back around him. But yeah, this total naked dude just walks right up to you. This dick just hanging out, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I haven't posted on Twitter yet, but I'm totally going to do it after we after we get done recording this podcast. But yeah, there's a full on frontal nudity in a Nintendo game, and I'm like, wow, okay. And when I when I bought the game and I was loading the game, it said like, you know, it said like mature, awkward sexual instances is like what it said in the mature thing, and I'm like, oh, really? What is awkward that? Awkward sexual. Instances. Yeah, that's that's all three of those. And yeah. I was like, oh, there's a dick in there, yeah. Yeah, full frontal nudity. So uh, let me explain what Outlast is. Pretty much, it's a, it was a, it was a Steam game, right? It's a PC game. It's um it's definitely scary. Like I played it. I, I wanted to make sure my plan last. I was at my mom's house last night, and I'm like, you know, my I don't live at my mom's house, so everything feels like not as comfortable as it would my own house. So I'm like, I'm gonna play it. I'm like, I'm gonna play it in the dark with all the lights off, you know, and just let it freak me out. That's like what I'm gonna do, and that was my plan. So I put my headphones on, you know, I. I sat in bed, like turned all the lights off, like started playing it. Were you playing handheld mode? Well, yeah, yeah. I didn't bring I didn't bring my uh, dock with me or anything like that. I just I just played it. I played it in bed, and uh, there there were a couple times that freaked me out. There were a lot of like uh, jump scares, and uh, it, but the the way the game works is you're basically you show up at this like mental institution. A bunch of shit happens. You get stuck in different areas. You're trying to find your way out. Is basically how it works, and uh, and you don't get you don't get any weapons in the game, so. Most of it is running from guys, so I felt like it was really, really scary until I kind of figured out that until I get like killed multiple times by the same guy and I can't really figure out where I'm going. Then I kind of got taken out of it, you know. And there, and it's kind of annoying that you can't fight anybody ever. It kind of reminds me of uh, that Silent Hill game, the Silent Hill Shattered Memories on Wii, which I love that game. That game was awesome, but the same sort of thing. You had no weapons, but in that one you could like shake people off at least. You could like use the Wiimote to shake the demons off of you. And there was also like a, there were two different parts. There was like an exploring part, and then there was the demon part. And when you got to the demon part, like everything would freeze over, and then you know you had to run and all that. So they're like there were sections that were different, which I guess some people criticized it for that, but I thought it was great. Also, you had a phone on the Wii mode, and you could actually you know listen to people talk to you through the Wii mode speaker, which was weird. But it, yeah, it kind of reminded me of that. But uh, one, yeah, it's kind of like a lot of it's like cat and mouse, I guess. It's like you getting chased by these big dudes that you can't defeat and you're just trying to figure out like there's a part where you got to like restart the generator or like you're trying to get out like the lights get shut off and then you got to go through and like try not to disturb a guy who's like chasing you or whatever but one thing i was really thought was really interesting about it is there's like no music in this game it's like only like the sound of like you like your character like breathing heavily and like just the sound of whatever you're walking like your footsteps or if you're in the water 
Like, there's really not any music, except, like, when you die, it's like, no, 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 you know, like that. But but there's no, like, music. It's sound it. part of the atmosphere, then, where, like, you'll hear things coming up behind you. Yeah. Well, yeah, you'll hear people walking around. You'll hear people talk that you don't yeah. know, like, kind of scary talking. They'll be like, oh, oh, what's that? Where's that guy? Or, like, or there'll be, like, some sort of, like, insane gibberish that you'll hear, which also kind of reminded me of Doom 2 on 64, where there's a mental asylum thing that you go to where a guy's, like, hitting his head against a window and his blood everywhere. Like, it reminded me of that sort of thing, where you just see a lot of crazy people just hanging out being strange. Because there's a lot of levels about that where, or there's a part where I, there's a part where you go through a room of guys just staring at a static TV, and they just don't do anything. They just sit there and watch the static TV, and they're alive. Are they naked? No, they're wearing clothes. The naked can happen later. Well, that was in the shower area when I found Does he have a TV? The naked guy? No, there's no TV. But uh, but yeah, no. There's weird, naked. There's weird stuff like that where you'll it's like come. No TV. I got TV. Yeah. Might as well. <laughs> there's weird parts where you'll come by guys that won't move, and then later you'll come back and they're gone, and you'll be like, oh shit, and then they'll come back to you later. Like there's stuff like that. It's very much like jump scares, but it's definitely scary. It's twenty five bucks. You get all of the D- DLC for the original with it. I guess there's. I thought you were just gonna say you get all the D. You get all the D, yes. <laughs> all dick. We got real all serious the and all the C's. I say we got real serious about violence. Now we all now it's all dick jokes. This is what happens to this podcast. But uh, yeah, yeah, you get all the DLC from the original game. So there's like a prequel in there as well. But I don't know if you like scary games. Like I'd recommend definitely play it with the lights off. You know, I think playing it in handheld makes it scarier. I guess like having it in your hand or whatever. But it's a uh, yeah, it's a and it's not very long. I guess I heard that it's like maybe five or six hours. But uh, I'd like to play through the rest of it. I wanted to. I want to do a stream of me like getting freaked out and all that. But I don't have a camera to show me. But it's you uh, screaming into the mic and stuff. <laughs> I could. I mean, <laughs> I th- I thought about because I I think I'm in the second part of it, and there's like six parts. So that's how far I got because I kind of got stuck at one point. That's the thing is, it's like it's scary until you like get stuck for a while, and then it's not that scary anymore. It's just kind of more. It's just more irritating. Yeah. That was a big problem I had with it. That kind of took me out of it. It's like, okay, I have to restart this generator. I don't know where the fucking generator is, and I keep getting killed by the same guy, you know? Or like I'm at a part where I know I got to run from this dude, but I don't know where to go, and he keeps killing me, and, you know, stuff like that. So, But it's totally worth a look. I mean, it was something I had seen videos of before, and I had heard people talk about and all that, so I definitely want to check it out. Plus, I love survival horror stuff, so it's a lot scarier than Resident, Resident Evil Revelations too. but you can at least kill people in that one. But yeah, that's my uh, that's my thoughts on Outlast. Hopefully, maybe I'll have it done by next week, and I can definitely give you give you my uh, thoughts on you know on the end game. It'll be one stuff. of your five games you beat this week. <laughs> well, I'm hoping to add it to the list, or I'll have a maybe I'll have a couple that I beat next week. Well, we're gonna play Mulaka. We'll both play that. We'll, we'll race to beat that one too. Yeah, we're definitely gonna play Mulaka. Hopefully, it's not super short, but I don't know. It it looks really pretty, and I'm hoping hoping that's good. I mean, we already preloaded it, so. We'll both have it ready to rock tomorrow. I mean, I think historians recently found out like Mayan culture existed earlier than they thought, so yeah, it'll be a long game. <laughs> it's gonna exist till now, is basically what you're saying. It'll it'll go on forever. It start it starts earlier than we used to think it did. For sure, I was gonna I was gonna talk about my skies of Arcadia stuff too, but I think we're kind of long on the episode. So I was did you beat it? No, I, I'm 20 hours in though. I'm, I'm making making my way. And actually, all of that is documented on YouTube. It is. I got forty hours left, but if I like. You're playing. Are you playing that through the Wii on progressive scan mode? I'm playing it through the Wii on progressive scan 480i because it does not have a because it does not have progressive scan on it. But uh, yeah, it's. A, I mean, I could. I noticed a big difference. Like I kind of found a 
the right way to do it where it's still in like four by three. But I, I mean, check it out. Like if you guys, if you guys haven't watched it, watch it on YouTube, watch it between like eight and nine were the ones that I started doing the Wii watch like between seven and eight. And you really notice a huge difference between the two of them. You know, it does, it looks a lot better. And, and I, yeah. It, and I played on HDTV now and all that. And I get it. I get the reason for doing it, but I wish I wish I had a way to play it on both, where I could play it on the tube TV and have an HD thing. It'd be nice to have a. Be nice if somebody would just make a, like the like the GameCube Switch that you had, but one that's just for AV plugs, where you can just plug it in there, mm-hmm. and then it'll be 480 out of that. That would be really cool because then you could do it for all the other systems. But but yeah, I think that's our show for you. That's uh, episode 110. Big whopper of an episode there for you for one, all one, of you zero. listeners. 110. Hopefully at an age that we'll live to whenever we get that old because there'll be technology where we can put our brains in the internet and stuff, maybe. If we even want to be or alive We're going to be pissed off old people for that much longer. Yeah, it's like even if we even want to be around by then. Maybe by 70 we'll be like, fuck this. I'm out of here. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, you know, thanks for listening. We've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Jeremy Mikowski. John Litter. And, uh, you know, you can find us at NintendoMainPodcast.com There's, I try to put links to the YouTube stuff that we do and like you know, and like the and like the episodes and uh, the Facebook and stuff like that. You can you can you can message us from there. You can even donate to us too if you want to give us money to have more games to play. You could totally do it on there. It's on the uh, it's on the on the Nintendo Main Podcast page. You can also you know you can find the podcast pretty much anywhere that you can download podcasts. You can search it on the internet, find all that stuff. I also have a sister podcast, uh, The Honey Darling Show. You can check that out. We're actually about to do our, our drunken uh, Oscar commentary. We do it every year. So uh, that'll be the next episode that'll be out next week. So, uh, you know, if you guys like listening to two people get drunk and talk about the Oscars, uh, should check it out. We actually edit it to like half the time of the Oscars. So the Oscars are like three hours and I cut it down to like an hour or something. So you don't have, talk you about don't naked have to... fish. Naked fishmen. Naked fishmen. Are they in there this year? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was actually my favorite movie that was nominated. So, I, you know, we'll definitely talk about that. But, uh, yeah, you can check that out. You can check out our YouTube channel. Uh, like I said, YouTube slash, youtube.com slash fingmater, F-I-N-G-M-A-T-E-R, and uh, switch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Uh, we're streaming every uh, – I stream every Thursday and Sunday. You can check out Malaka yesterday because this will be up on Friday. But if you go there every Thursday – you can watch all of our new uh, new Twitch or new Switch streams on Twitch. Check that out, and of course, Skies of Arcadia's on Sunday. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. See ya. See ya.
Later. Later. German is Nintendix, by the way. Nintendix. Nintendix. We're gonna change Nintendix. our. We're gonna change our show to a uh, Nintendix Mania. Nintendix. Well, yeah. All right, you guys get to bed. I'm gonna look at some Nintendix for short. I'm gonna Twitter that. Twitter that dick. Twit that Nintendo dick.